Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. This is the 29th, possibly, of August. It's Thursday, in any case. Super glad that you are listening. And if you'd like to do more than listen and become a supporter, you can do that at abriefchat.com. Just click on the Support the Show link. It's as easy as that. There are three different tiers to support the show. Salt of the Earth, Pepper of the Earth, and Soy Sauce of the Earth. So, uh, you know, choose your poison, so to speak, and become a member. Thanks. Yesterday, I talked about anger and the fact that I think anger can be a powerful motivating force if used skillfully and if motivated by love and a desire for positive change. That anger, like anything else, is a tool and and can be used like any other tool for good or ill. So... That was a thorny topic, and one that I'm sure I'll come back to and I'll find some people smarter than I am to talk about. I want to come up now to another even thornier topic, and if I haven't completely uh, thought out my position on anger, I definitely haven't completely figured out my position on this topic, which is violence. The word violence is so loaded and used so frequently in our society, and again, when I'm saying our, I'm re- I'm talking about the United States, and that may not be your, but, you know, you get it. Um, in American society, the word violence is used frequently as a pejorative term uh, used to describe the actions of people with whom the speaker does not agree. And it can be applied, it is applied equally to, for example, the violence of white supremacists marching into a community to terrorize it against the violence, quote unquote, of the people who resist those white supremacists using this, you know, uh, community self defense techniques. I obviously think that's a ridiculous and offensive and incredibly harmful and toxic false equivalency. It's, it's not equally violent to be a fascist and to resist fascism. Similarly, I have worked with religious leaders in my union organizing days who took the anti-violence position so far as to not want to use what they considered violent language, which wasn't like language like, hey, let's throw a Molotov cocktail at the boss. It was language describing how the bosses and corporations actually behaved against and uh, to the detriment of their workers. It's not violence to tell the truth about the bad things that are happening. It's truth-telling. That whole phrase, speaking truth to power, I mean, it's it's kind of hackneyed at this point, but it comes from a very real place. It, it's It's an incredibly essential thing. It's not just speaking truth to power, and in fact, speaking it to power, that may not be the most useful truth speaking to be done, but speaking truth about power to other people who are not, who are also not in power and may or may not realize that. <laughs> there's very few people who are actually in power. And there's a ton of people who think they either are or could soon be. But speaking truth to all of those folks... And, in fact, to the choir. Um, I was just talking online with a, a person who's going to be on this show coming up. Uh, her name is Diana Rose. She's a, a wonderful uh, tarot reader and astrologer and 
I was saying to her, you know, I really respect what you do and the way you do it. And, and she said, it's nice to hear that. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of shouting into the void. And uh, I said, yeah, I mean, even for me, someone who thinks pretty much like you think, uh, it's really useful to be reminded that I'm not alone in that thinking. So, you know, I do think that speaking truth about power to other people, even if they already agree, can be incredibly important. And it is not a kind of violence. So now, you know, we kind of come to the kind of violence that people usually mean when they talk about violence, especially violence on the left. You know, things like physical resistance against fascism and white supremacy, things like uh, property destruction, things like sabotage of corporate mechanisms, for example, when, you know, pipelines are being installed or forests are being raised, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, using physical methods to fight back against those things. And then, I mean, you go all the way right up to violent revolution. I have wavered just all over the map on this topic in the course of my life. You know, I grew up in a religious community. Uh, well, that makes it sound like I grew up on a commune or in a cult. But I mean, I, I grew up in a, a you know religious house, although not... Not weirdly religious, not not overly religious, not you know, uh, no dancing religious or anything like that. But just you know, in a in a house that where religion was a thing, and we went to church, and I myself wanted you know to be a member of the clergy and so on and so forth. And in those environments, you hear story after story after story, you know, carefully cherry picked from the Bible about the whole turn the other cheek philosophy, right? And then you go into school and you hear about MLK and you hear about Gandhi and, uh, you know, a few other stories of nonviolent resistance that are lauded. Now, violent resistance, like the American Revolution, that's far enough back in the past that it's okay to say that they had guns and stuff. But once you get close to our time and close to issues that actually are still a problem, like racism, you know, an American apartheid and things like that, all of a sudden the people who get brought forth as our heroes are the ones who resisted in nonviolent ways. But then you have to even examine the term nonviolence. Like, is Gandhian nonviolence actually nonviolence? Is it actually the absence of violence? It isn't, really. It's the careful application of violence in only, in seemingly in only one direction, so the people against whom it is applied can win the sympathies of the greater mass who are currently not taking any action. I mean, you can't tell me that the march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge was nonviolent. It was just that the marchers didn't fight back, but they certainly knew that if they kept marching, they would then violence would ensue. And the occurrence of that violence was in many ways the point. The same thing for the Gandhian struggle. I mean, the fact that Indians who were part of Gandhi's movement let themselves be beaten and shot by British soldiers it's the resistance the that part of it might not be violent but it is the application of the violence that's the whole point and then in a system in which violence is just visited upon people constantly don't we come to some point where it's incumbent upon us to ask what methods are allowed for us to use in our resistance against that violence 
I read uh, years ago War, uh, Ward Churchill's Pacifism as Pathology, and I don't remember it all that well, if I'm being honest. I don't do great at retaining things. Well, I could stop that sentence right there, but I don't do, do particularly well at retaining things that I read. I kind of retain ideas, but it's hard for me to retain specifics. But I remember when I read it, it was passed on to me by another union organizer who thought that our devotion to pacifism in all things was greatly hampering our ability, on the left particularly, our ability to really make change because we were never really a threat to the dominant structure. I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow because I don't have enough time. Well, I don't have enough time if I talk more about it tomorrow too. But anyway, I'll come back tomorrow and talk more about this. That's it for today's show. If you go to abriefchat.com, you will find links to support the show. You'll find all the previous episodes. You'll find ways to get in touch with me and all that cool stuff. It's all at abriefchat.com. Thank you to all the people who have already signed up to support this show. Thanks for the awesome feedback. If you want to rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or whatever other corporate structure you find this show in uh please do that also if you click on the how to listen link at abriefchat.com you'll find a direct rss feed if you want to circumnavigate those structures and just plug it right into your podcast app of choice i love you a better world is possible (laughs) 